that it's only like four centimeters long and has three little legs and it can crawl around. It's pretty awesome. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Um, if you saw a bug like this, you think of the same thing I was. Got him. Yes. Well, that's all the tech we have the time for. Right? Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa. It's back. <laughs> These little bugs are actually made out of a flexible material. And so if you smash it with a fly swatter, or they even tried stepping on one, you know, really let them have it, then if you peel it off the floor, it'll just keep going because it's a rubbery material. It's really awesome and durable that way. Um, so they actually have these three little legs that they crawl around with that have a really special actuator. It's a, let's see if I can say it, dielectric elastomer actuator. And this oscillates 450 times a second, really, really fast, so fast you can't even see it moving, but it takes these little teeny tiny steps. If you look carefully, you can see under there those little legs, <clears throat> and they're shaped just right, so every time they vibrate, it makes the little bug move a little bit forward. And see how it'll inch forward like that. And they made a version of this robot that has a little circuit board on it and a microcontroller to control it, and it carries the battery. Let me show you how that, that runs. You can see how they put little sensors on it so it can follow a line, and it can actually move pretty fast, considering that those little teeny legs are moving back and forth. Uh, that's with those little teeny oscillations. Anyway, um, the thing that's really cool about this bug is how little power it actually uses. Usually when you're gonna do an actuator like that, it takes quite a bit of power. Uh, the way that these uh, actuators work is, uh, the, the simplified version, is two different pieces of metal close together, kind of like a capacitor, but then they put a rubber material in between them. And then when they put a voltage on those plates, then it actually causes them to come together and the rubber material squishes out a little bit and moves out. And then when they remove the voltage, it goes back. And so they do that 450 times a second and they get that oscillation. But normally with these types of actuators, it takes too much voltage to put it on a little teeny robot. You've probably seen some soft robots before, but they never actually put a battery on it to run it. They always had wires hooked up because there was no way the big power supply was gonna fit on that robot. Uh, but these researchers used <clears throat> special techniques uh, to make a super, super thin version of this that requires less voltage. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, so the big question is, are you ready for swarm robots? <laughs> this is gonna make it so uh, maybe someday we can have a whole bunch of little teeny robots to do missions where people can't fit or it's too dangerous. You can imagine these robots working together and surveying a large area really quickly. For example, maybe we could put some sensors on them so they could detect radiation or temperature or other dangerous things like that. We could let them go in the room or in the facility and they could crawl all over and check everything, you know? So, are you ready for that? It's pretty exciting, isn't it? I'm ready. <laughs> well, that's all the tech we have the time for. Thank you. <laughs> I told you we were in the future. <laughs> all right, now help me welcome Tobias for the uh, breakthrough moments in science. Here you go.
right. Well, good evening. Um, tonight, I'm really excited because we're going to talk about something super famous, the mouse. And, you know, I'm really, I feel really bad now because I didn't bring a mouse trap, you know. But not the, not the mouse rodent, not the Walt Disney mouse. We're talking about the clicking mouse, the mouse that a lot of us probably know about. And we're going to talk about some of what happened to make, you know, the mouse become the mouse. And, you know, it, from the point of view of, we don't even think about it now. We just, we sit down and we're just doing whatever we're doing on the computer. We don't, it's just like an extension of our body, you know. <laughs> but before the mouse, things were very different. And we're going to talk about a guy named Douglas Engelbart. And when he graduated and then he went on to get a degree and he gets out of college, and this is like in the 40s, he, he was determined to do something to help change the world, he said. And he was very into computers. Now, computers were very different than they are today, of course. And, you know, we're talking huge computers, and they weren't very fast. And he said that he was at a conference where he was learning about how, computer, how to program these computers, even do some really, really rudimentary graphic-type things with some lines. And... Everything that was being done was done by certain key commands or combinations. So to, to tell the computer what you wanted to select or where you wanted to do something, you had to know the right key commands and shortcuts. Well, there weren't really any shortcuts, but to be able to make that happen. And he thought, wow, if there was some way, there has to be some way for us to communicate better to the computer what we want. And he all of a sudden had this thought, what if we had a second device that we could control somehow and tell the computer using that device what we're wanting rather than memorizing all of these key commands and this could really change things. Well he starts thinking about this and he comes up with what we now, the basic ideas of what we now call the mouse and his idea was what if we had, okay so this, the computer screen is flat, it's 2D so you've got the sideways direction and you've got the up-down direction. So what if we had a little point on that screen that we could move around using a little device that had two wheels and one wheel was turned so that it could go up and down and the other wheel was side to side. And basically this would allow you to move this, this device sideways and you'd see the little dot move sideways and you'd move it up and down and you'd see it move up and down. If you maybe wouldn't be able to do some of the stuff we do with fancy mice today, uh, if you went like diagonal, you'd be scraping, which you're going to have scraping a little bit. But l let's look at this picture that he has. This is his first mouse that he used. You can see the little two, it looks kind of like pizza cutters or something. Um, but this idea was starting to really pick up steam in the projects he was working on. Well, this wasn't his only idea. He had a lot of ideas. In fact, they had ideas like, what if we had some pedals under the table? You could drive your computer. Whoa. Um, he ha they had a knee one. They had a head one. That's my favorite. Um, I, I just love thinking about going into the computer. Everyone's there. No. Right click, scroll. Edit. No. <laughs> but, but he had all these ideas. How do you choose which one to do? Well, they actually, him and uh, the people who were helping him contacted NASA and said, would you fund a research project? We have all these different ideas of ways to input to the computer what we want it to do, what we want to select, et cetera. 
we need to do tests. And so they actually got NASA to help fund a project. And they tried all these different methods on people. And he said uh, it with every single test, the mouse idea worked the best. People, it was like you didn't really have to learn anything. Your brain just immediately made these movements here, connected them with the little dot. And he said there were less errors. People learned more quickly with the mouse in every single experiment. So they decided this has got to be where we go. Well, they got this design together with, with that, that really rudimentary wood mouse. And, you know, we, we have to talk about why it's called the mouse. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious. The, originally, the cord was coming down the bottom, not out the top. And the way he describes it is that they don't remember which engineer first called it a mouse in their lab. But they started calling it a mouse thinking, we'll just call it a mouse and someday it'll get a real name. And that became the real name. <laughs> so, and you know, it's, it's a good thing we didn't name everything like that, you know, because uh, people who are learning English and learning about these new computers be like, come on in, I'll show you how it works. So you're going to click on something with your mouse, good. Type on the taco, okay. <laughs> oh, a video, let me put on my blueberries, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But the mouse name stuck. Uh, what they were calling it also was XY position indicator. Maybe that's why they used the mouse name. But they were ready to show it. And so they had a demo session where uh, over a 1,000 engineers came. And he showed them all. And they call this the mother of all demos. And they had a mainframe computer over 25 miles away that they were using. You couldn't exactly just plop your laptop on the podium. And they had different cameras mixed up on the screens that they were using. And it's like mixed with, if you look at this um, picture on the right, it shows him looking down and he's showing you how it works. And then off to the side, he's doing stuff. And you this isn't a video, but in the demo, you could see the little dot moving around as he moved the mouse. And he showed it to him. And he just wowed everyone. He got a standing ovation at the end. And, the critics said, well, you probably had someone backstage timed with your mouse movements to make it work, but it was amazing. People were blown away, and it actually got picked up by Xerox. And then they took it a step further to something that we're more familiar with, and this is a mouse where the wheels got moved up inside, and then they had a ball that would actually be in contact with the table. This is starting to get familiar. Well, the two wheels that the ball would roll, the, the wheels are still there, but they're being moved by that ball. Those are connected to disks, and the disks have holes in them, and there's light shooting through the holes at a sensor, and that is how the mouse would be able to detect which direction you were going and how fast. And this was allowed them to be much more accurate. So while it was at Xerox, they started doing this kind of updating to the mouse, but it never really took off. Um, Xerox wasn't as into you know, this personal use as you know, maybe he had hoped they would be. Well, the story goes that one day a man came and was taking a tour, and his name was Steve Jobs, and he saw the mouse. And the way they describe it, he's, he started jumping up and down and going crazy in the room because he immediately could recognize this is a game changer. And classic Steve Jobs, we want this, we want to take it, and they worked out a deal, and he was able to arrange to get the, the permissions to use the technology, and of course, the Apple, the new computer that they put out, came out with a mouse. And it, it, from there, it went 
very, very big. And of course, we now know that the mouse is all over the place. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to get your idea, a good idea, but then you got to get it to the point where it gets into the mainstream. And sometimes it's not even the people who had the idea who end up getting it out there. It's somebody who sees the potential um, much later on. But <clears throat> so the mouse, it's, it's something that we use almost every day. And you know, this just goes to show that when you're working on something, be careful because if you call it something weird, that might stick. Thank you. <laughs> And now help me welcome Dr. Peje Monet. So it's a new year, and this is actually science with uh, Dr. B. And what is going to happen right now is a little different. Every year since 1967, um, there has been a show going on, and it's called CES. And our very own Dr. B is actually in Vegas right now. And we are going to have the opportunity to hear from him. So are you ready? I hope so. Hi. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> Hi. I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, attending an amazing gathering of people. It's called... CES, or the Computer Consumer Electronics Show. Now, this is one of the biggest shows in technology anywhere in the world, and it's one of the funnest because it's all about new technology. This year, there are 4,400 exhibits, people showing their new technologies. There's 175,000 people here, all excited to see what everybody's doing that's new. And I'd like to take you for a walk through this uh, conference with me so you kind of get a feel for it. Now, for those of you that uh, haven't been in Las Vegas recently, it has really grown. In fact, I'm staying at the Venetian Hotel. The Venetian is just one of the places where they have an exhibit hall for this particular conference. And there is also uh, uh, the main Exhibition Center downtown Las Vegas. I don't see how anybody can actually visit all of the halls in the amount of time that the show runs. So what you have to do is look online and, and figure out which exhibits you want to go see. We're going to see as many as we can. But here's the, the big thing for us as, as we're talking tonight. And that is that these are all uh, people that at one time, some of them not too long ago in their careers, were students. And the ones that are here with some amazing new technology to show are very often the ones that participated in the science fairs. And they learned by doing the science fairs how to do projects. And now their projects have kind of grown up a little bit. And instead of wearing, winning a little ribbon to win on their lapel from the science fair, uh, some of these guys are going to win big. In fact, they're going to become millionaires almost overnight because they developed a technology that everybody wants. My point in uh, kind of kicking off this visit and sharing it with you is that uh, this is what happens to people 
that study. This is what happens to students that learn math and that learn science. They become empowered to do things. Now everybody has ideas, and, and I think everybody has good ideas, but in this modern day and age, the only ones that can really turn those ideas into real products or even into real companies are the ones that take the time to study and to learn about technology. And so I just want you to have in the back of your mind as we go look at this major convention uh, exactly why you work so hard on Acellus to learn these fields because in doing so you're empowering yourself to be able to come in onto the real world stage and draw attention and make a, a difference with a product that is really unique. Uh, this applied science and technology field is the greatest. It's the funnest. It's one that can have the greatest impact on bettering the lives of people everywhere. And I think it's, it's probably one of the very, very best ways that you can also be very successful. So study up and now if you'll come with me, we're gonna head downstairs in this hotel and I'm gonna show you the CES convention of 2020. So are you guys ready to go? It sounds like we're in for a few uh, treats. And uh, I'm with you, I haven't seen this, so let's go. Welcome to iWater. We are a water conservation company that our first product is water saving shower head. The way the shower head works is that when you're under it, it's 100% flow, attaches behind your current shower head, and it's the same experience you usually have. You step away to shampoo, or to shave your legs, or anything, it decreases water flow. So less water is going down the drain when you're not using it. I guess that one shows us that there can be almost any idea that you uh, can think of and uh, get ready and take it to a show to thousands of people. And I think if you realize that, I mean, there are a lot of ideas out there, and that one really shows us that there are a lot of unique ideas. <laughs> oh, you want to start yeah. building? Okay, that's good. So we developed this, uh, this device. It's a smart AI device that can recognize what a dog does, if it uh, sits down, if it stands up, or if it moves around. So what we do is we give a command through the TV, and if the, if the dog follows the command, then uh, it will get a treat. We can have a quick uh, tech demo. So the AI instructor will give a command now. She will say down, and of course we don't have a real dog here, so we have these down pictures here. And I can uh, run it through the camera and really fast it can understand so if, if the dog done it and it will give a treat. And you 
outside. We have a carousel of treats, and every time there is a, a success, successful action, then it rotates and it gives out a treat. The main idea behind it is that uh, we want the dogs to be mentally stimulated and entertained, especially when the owner is outside the house, so everything happens automatically here. That's really nifty. And it's been tested and actually yes, worked? Yes, we've had a lot of cases with dogs, like more than 50 dogs, and uh, it works, it's really effective. Really? We keep the dogs entertained and uh, challenged all the time. Is it already on the market? No, so we just launched our Indiegogo campaign. Uh, it's a crowdfunding campaign, and uh, we the goal is to launch or, or start shipping in the end of uh, 2020, in December. And where are you based? Uh, we are in Europe, Denmark, Copenhagen. Denmark. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. Good luck with it. Thank you. Very Thank, Thank, Thank you. Makes them happy for social emotional learning. That's going to be really fun. <laughs> but it goes to show that, I mean, there are products here there at CES that are ready to be implemented, and then there are those that are just going to be. So when you start thinking of what you're going to do, you have to really get ready to present it and to sell it and to make people believe it. And that is a challenge. And that's one of the things actually Dr. Billings um, has been teaching you how to do because you have to get your real life experience in there and then you have to see how to make it happen. So let's see what's next. Yeah. Uh, let me know when you... Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so we're an AI and robotics platform where you can drag and drop uh, algorithms, machine learning, and process automation, and uh, deploy it onto robots really easily without being too technical. All right, where are you based? Uh, we're in Las Vegas, Ukraine, and India. Three offices, yeah. Wow, interesting combination. So what's it doing right now? Uh, right now we just made a little workflow for it to pour uh, water in cups. Is it doing it by remembering the position, or is it using vision? Uh, this one is just doing fixed. Yeah, we don't bring the vision to the show just in case someone. Yeah. But you uh, do offer that. Yeah, yeah. Is Most of our systems are all vision based. Yeah. Are you already shipping product, or? Yeah, yeah, we are. So we're doing warehouse automation with our robots, uh, and then our software comes out uh, this month. And actually, for kids, there is an educational part. Right. How yeah. do we find your, your site? Uh, you go, go to atheon.com. Atheon. Uh, A-I-T-H-E-O-N, yeah, right? Yep. Atheon.com. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. We appreciate it. Well, that's fun. It sounds, seems like there'd be a lot of uses for that. Um, the vision, I think, would be neat, but obviously they didn't want to show it there because people would be playing with it too much. Um, <laughs> Okay, this is a display that is transparent, so you can see the little guy here, but if you look, you can see right through it, and it allows you to be able to put this like on a window, and you can see something up close, or see something behind, and also to combine images. Uh, let's, let's look over here at this display for a what it is is the same idea as this, but what they do is they have nice LED lights underneath them. Actually, really neat. Um, it starts making me think, you know, what's the next thing in education, or what are our next Acellus Paws going to look like, or down the road, what are we going to do? That, um, when you realize that there 
really isn't a limit to our imagination. And if you can capture those ideas and make them happen, it's going to be an amazingly incredible world. So I just want to show you how crowded it is here. I mean, there are 4,400 exhibits, 175,000 people, and everybody's here to find the latest and best technology. Pretty amazing. I've been to one of those shows, and it is very crowded, and it is very loud, and uh, it's kind of like uh, a whole bunch of cattle going through. It's, it's big. It's really big. And when you realize that they are in different buildings, it's huge. And everybody is going there vying, trying to get their products sold. Everybody is trying to figure out what, is, what it's going to take for them to be recognized. And it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of thinking. So let's see what else Dr. B has for us. Here's a neat little car from France. If you look, it's got room for a driver and room for a passenger to be used like delivery. In front, it has two wheels. And uh, you can see it's powered by bicycle power, which is pretty cool. Somebody's invention. They've got plenty of room for the parcels and bag. And look, there's a little roof over the top so you don't get wet. Everybody ought to have one of these, shouldn't they? This comes all the way from France. It's actually pretty fun. I guess we'd really get our exercise and we would enjoy with those open windows. And we, you know, it's, it's really fun. And I think one of the amazing things about technology is really enjoying life, making the technology enhance what we already have, because um, we have an amazing world. We really do, and when you, like with that, you can still interact and feel people and hear the sounds, and it, it's neat. It's really neat. Hello, Roger. Nice to meet you. That's impressive, CES. So, welcome. We developed an electric cargo bike, so we took the best from a bicycle and from a car. A bicycle, it is agile, it is compact, it is connected as well, and you can park it easily. We are centimeters less than a smart car so you can park at the perpendicular and the best from the car you are protected from the weather you have a good seat which is very comfortable you have a carrying capacity either for a passenger adult or for two kids but when you come back to the home and you have some shop you can put it like this and here if you come you will see the luggage compartment so you have a good volume for your bottles, for everything you, you take back from the shop. So the vehicle is solar and fully connected. We already sell it to uh, big power stations, to, um, to delivery company as well. And uh, this is the version now for B2C, for end customers. And it can typically replace the second car of a family. So you have a solar collector on top? Yes, here. You can and see somewhere you have a battery. Yeah, we have a battery in it and a motor. The battery is here and motor is here. So solar, solar panels feed the battery in terms of power and then the battery feeds the motor. So you can pedal it. Exactly. You use solar and you also plug it in to charge the battery. Yes, and if you live in a flat, you can just unplug the battery, load it uh, in your flat and uh, wow. in your apartment. And Take it back to the willow then. The 
vehicle is fully connected and we have a web platform, we propose additional services to our customer. They can know how much solar they produce, how much CO2 they save, they can look at their vehicle if they want, and in case yeah. they need it. And uh, for fleet management, it can ease a lot of things also, like maintenance operation. We tell them, okay, in 2,000 kilometers, we'll come for the maintenance of your tires, etc. Is it a startup company? A new company? Yeah, yeah. We come from La Réunion, which is uh, an island nearby Mauritius. Okay. We are a French company. And now we start a second facility in Le Mans. Maybe you know the 24 oh, yeah. hours of Le Mans. Sure. And uh, it's one hour from Paris. And maybe soon we'll uh, have a facility in the US as well, because we got quite a lot of pre-orders from people uh, here in the US. And you have a regulation here, depending on the states, to ride at 20 miles per hour on bicycle lane up to 25 or 28 in different states. Mm -hmm. So was it a student project originally or how did it start? No, it was a startup project. We started four years ago in a container and uh, with 3,000 euros. Wow. And, uh, we started in the middle of the, uh, an island in the Indian Ocean and, and now we have are two facilities. We are uh, a team of Ten people. Uh, we will be twelve uh, within one month, and we'll keep going. What is your background? Do you, uh, I'm an aeronautical engineer, and I used to work in motorsports. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you sir. Thank you, sir. You like? I think that guy was thoroughly enjoying being interviewed about his amazing um, car, bicycle, whatever he was, whatever it's called. I didn't quite catch that, but. I wonder if he had any idea who he was talking to. And I thought, well, he, whoever he's talking to, namely Dr. V, was really um, making him feel good. And that's one of the things that Dr. V does. He really makes people feel good about their ideas. And he encourages them. And this man, I think, was extremely excited to <laughs> tell him all about it. My name is Roger Billings. It's nice to see you in CS. Welcome to the state. What's your name? My name is Martin. I'm, Martin. I'm from Korea. Okay, you live in Seoul. Yes. And your company's here showing a new technology. Can you explain to our audience about it? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, I'm from a company called Irises. Uh, we are a company from Korea. Uh, we were established in uh, Korea since year 2012. Uh, we uh, our main type of business is iris recognition and face recognition uh, security solution. So the product that I want to show you today is a uh, iris recognition security USB. Uh, the main idea is to register your iris onto the device. By pressing the left button for three seconds, you will boot up the CPU in three seconds. And by pressing by pressing the right button. You will be able to register your iris. You have to register twice in order to activate the device. So once you register your iris twice, now this device is locked with your own iris. Without your iris present, uh, no one will be able to access the data stored inside the USB. Your data is now secure. So in other words, your eye has a very unique pattern in the iris, kind of like a fingerprint. Right. So by looking at a picture of your eye, everybody is different, so we can tell if it's you or someone trying to break into your computer or whatever. 
So this little device takes a picture of the iris and studies it to see if it really is you or not. Now I'm talking to, to these people about possibly using their technology in our new gold key entrance computer module because we're adding the, this capability. We already use fingerprint, we look at their face, we recognize their face, we listen to their voice, we use the gold key itself. But now we also want to add the iris as one more way to make sure the person who is in there. So uh, welcome to the States. Thank you. you have a really good show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, there's a Korean fan club in this room because as soon as that gentleman came on, there are a lot of yeses going on. <laughs> it's neat, though, that every single person has a very unique indicator in their eyes, and it's amazing with every single person on this world that we all have something that's very unique like that. And in this day and age of uh, needing secure to secure our devices, goodness, having that ability to really let that device, that computer know it's you, is really, really important. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of things like that that need to happen now, and I think it's amazing that uh, Dr. B is there finding these things to really make uh, his inventions and what he is doing come to fruition. So let's see what else he has. All right, so here we are. I want to kind of give you a feel of how these halls are huge, and there's many, many halls full of exhibitors. And I want you to see, behind me, you can maybe see the, the French uh, displays. So these are exhibits coming from France. But so turn over a little bit, maybe you can see the ones from Seoul, Korea, where we just were. And you turn around a little more, and you can see the uh, exhibits from Israel. And you can literally find every country, of course, most exhibitors here are from the United States. And remember, all of these exhibitors that are turning into millionaires this week, just a few years ago, were very hard-working students, struggling with their math, struggling with their science, and now they're so glad that they did it because they're able to have these great successes. Let's go over next and see if we can find anything from Israel. It's really neat that all these people uh, come together. And everybody, of course, has the best product, and every country knows that their country is the best. And to really get out there and say, you know what, you may really need this, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of um, putting behind your insecurities and uh, what you think might not work and just getting out there. So like you said, let's go see what Israel has. So, hi. How are you hi. doing? I'm actually from Mountain View, California. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about this new technology that you're developing. Yeah, so the vehicle is called Aska. The concept is driving fly. So it's a vehicle you can own like a regular car. You can drive like a regular car. And then once you go to open space like this, you open your wing and it automatically takes off and you go to your destination. And then once it lands automatically, you continue your journey to your ultimate destination. On the road. On the road. Oh, Only amazing. one vehicle. So you're actually building the prototype right now? Yes. Is, is it being built in Israel or in Mountain View, California? So the prototype, the vehicle design we're doing in uh, uh, Mountain View, California. Okay. Yes. And uh, uh, the team in Israel is working really hard on uh, uh, sensor voice system. Okay. Yeah. So the that, controller. Yeah, exactly. The control system. 
So, uh, are you an engineer? What's yeah. your background? Yeah, I am an yeah, uh, aeronautical engineer. Aeronautical. Yeah. So, uh, most of the people watching our, our podcast are people that are just finishing high school, finishing high school. Right. Do you think it's very important to learn math and science if you're going to do something like this? <laughs> Could you do yeah. it without? Yeah, it's, it's kind of really hard. I mean, but I, I think what's really hard is like, what you really, what's really important is you, you can, you just need to understand the concept. And math, you have calculators, so. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to know the concept. Yeah. Well, bring yeah. good luck with it. Next time I want to go for a ride. Okay? Yeah. I think you really need to know math and science is what he was supposed to be saying right there. The calculators can help you figure it out, but you really have to have a grasp and a handle on that field of technology you're working in. And by the way, I think that technology is really cool to be able to drive and fly and land where you want. That's amazing. Totally, totally amazing. Let's see some more. So uh, here we are with something really interesting. And what is your name? Is it Matt? My name is Matt. Yeah. Okay, Matt, tell us about it. Um, so I'm here with You May Care. Uh, we're a startup wellness company. We've developed this product called You May Rest. You May Rest. Okay. Which helps to reset the effects of screen time and uses. So staring too long at your computer yep. in a sauce or something, you need one of these to help you rest. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so often at the end of the day, with lots of screen time, it can be hard to fall asleep or it can be hard to relax. And what this does is it helps uh, restore the natural um, function of your eyes, as well as uh, provide some thermal cues and vibrational cues, peace breathing, to bring you into a relaxed state and prepare you for rest. So how does it do that? Um, so you turn, turn it on. And then there'll be heating um, at various temperature set points um, in here that are designed. So that, that's heating your eye then. Yeah, your, your, your closed eye yeah. yeah. So it heats that area of your eye, um, provides some vibrational feedback on when you should be breathing, when you should be holding, when you should be exhaling. And then we'll work with your HRV to reduce your perceived level of stress. Wow, and it really works. Well, I find it very relaxing. Okay, when are these going to start shipping? Uh, so they'll be shipping this spring. This spring. And the company is... You May. You May. You May. You May.care. .care. Okay. Well, you guys, check this out. It's going to help you use your computer spirit. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it very much. Maybe we'll have to do a social-emotional learning one where we close our eyes and we can feel that and everything relaxes. Actually, that might be kind of neat. We'll just sell that with the cells. <laughs> so I think you're getting the gist of it. You can sell and you can present basically almost anything, especially at this show, because it is a consumer electronics show. It's what people like, it's what we like, it's all the gadgets, it's all the technology. And when you really start letting your mind go and realize you can create things. Example, those goggles we just saw that really do something to relax. I mean, it's simple and it's out there, but it's real. And he's very passionate about it, you can tell. And Dr. Bones was very kind. <laughs> so you're from the Netherlands? I'm from the Netherlands, yeah. We're based in uh, Maastricht. Well, welcome to the US. Oh, yeah, thanks. Can you tell us what you've got here? Okay, what we've got here is, uh, is the world premiere. It's the world's first head-mounted microscope. 
So, so surgeons are used to uh, using uh, microscopes for open surgery. Uh, most of the microscopes are static, so they can't move them around, so they're, they're limited in moving them around. So what we've designed is a head-mounted microscope. The microscope allows you to zoom in to a factor of four times. So it, it, it zooms in per stage, so you're 1.2, 1.3, up until four times zoom in. The additional function of the microscope is that it has a screaming function. So the image that the surgeon sees during surgery is screened directly to the monitor within the operating theater. More people. So, so here you can see an example of what the surgeon sees. The additional function is, is that he can also add data to his visuals. So that could be an MRI scan, an X-ray, or a CT scan. He can add that real time while he's doing surgery. He can add that to his view. So he can also keep a record of the surgery. Exactly. So that's what I was about to say. He, basically, he can record the whole surgery and review it after. I so, assume that someone else maybe can see it remote if he needs some advice or exactly, something. Exactly, yeah. Wow. So with the screaming function, you also have the remote function, which is so kind of telemedicine. The idea for people, the surgeons at a distance can see what he's doing, also give him advice or whatever, but also, also for educational, so uh, the good system. So uh, the information, what he collects, can be used after to train other surgeons. Awesome. Is it in production yet? Oh, so, so this is uh, really the first time that we've shown it publicly. Okay. Uh, so this is the, the public appearance. And uh, we're now going through the medical certification for Europe. So it's, it's currently going through the CE certification, medical okay. certification. And we expect that it's going to go into production first into this year. So you're going to be very wealthy very soon, huh? <laughs> you, said, you said I'm not wealthy already. So. Oh yeah, there is that. <laughs> So, 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 so that's uh, basically uh, the whole thing. The system, another advantage of the system is it's completely autonomous. So there's no wires connected to a large computer. The surgeons wear the computer on their belt, so they have a sort of wearable computer. And all the equipment which controls it is wireless. So if you look here, we have a wireless uh, pedal. The wireless foot pedal allows them to zoom in. For the microphone. Well, that's how function. they control it. Yeah. That's how they control it. So yeah. all the controls are done with a foot pedal. So they control also the lighting and everything is controlled with a foot pedal. So what's the name of the company? The company's name is IMED. Oh, IMED. This, this is my card. Oh, so so IMED. And uh, this I is for, for interactive, uh, evasive surgery, whatever. And the logo is basically an I. Yeah, I can see it. Oh, that's cool. Well, good luck with it. Okay, thank well, you. Hope you'll bring the states soon, huh? So the next stop is the states. So once we've we've gone through the European and yeah. uh, we get all the medical certification, then we're going to go for the FDA. It's so, like you got a really good technology. Yeah, it's I'd love to have it's, one it's, in my laboratory. Yeah, it's unique in the world. So everybody that we've seen and spoken to today, and even Microsoft has been uh, by, and uh, uh, said they've never seen anything like this as well. And and this system weighs only 250 grams, so it's wow. ultra light as well. So what kind of metal is that? It's aluminium. Wow, and it must be almost hollow then. It's almost hollow, but basically it's, it's, it's hollow, it's robust, and it's also uh, it's built in such a way that you can also clean it as well. Wow. 
So this is probably the camera. Yeah. So these and are the this cameras. Is where the no, this, these are the cameras here, and this is the headlights. Oh, that's a lie. Yeah. Okay. So Got surgeons it. always use headlights. So, 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 so it'll be right where you want it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, good luck. Okay. It's thank you. Really exciting. Okay. You. You're, you're from? Uh, I'm from uh, the United States. Yeah. The camera company. Too good. He has. He's looking for an investor right there. <laughs> Somebody who can really see technology. That is amazing, though, to be able to see that and then have the expertise worldwide to be able to communicate. I mean, for medicine, that is amazing. And I can only imagine. I wish I could hear what Dr. B was thinking. He could use it in his lab for. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he had thousands and thousands of ideas of you know. I, I need it for this and this and this and this and. <laughs> Maybe next time he'll share that with us, maybe next week. That'd be fun to have his insight on what he was thinking. Okay, so what about a treadmill for a little Gucci dog? One dog work. Everybody's got really interesting ideas. This one's from Hansio University. And it just shows you how anybody can have an idea. Who knows? Maybe this will catch on. Uh, but you just got to get an idea, you got to think it through, and then you got to try it. I think this is pretty well. I like it. I think that dog was finished. He was <laughs> looking for a way out. But it's true. Anybody can have an idea, and uh, you know, who's to say that that particular thing won't work? You know, it's not really ours to say, but you know, they they are excited about it, and they're going to show it. So I'm going to uh, stop so I'll have time to upload these files so you'll be able to see them a little later tonight. But uh, there is a lot of technology to see here and it just uh, is exciting to me to think that in a few years a lot of the people here with the very best ideas are going to be students that uh, graduated from Salus Academy. And students have very sharp technical, engineering, scientific skills, uh, but realize these times that you spend in school are a very important part of life, and if you're going to come into this real-world marketplace and succeed, then you better be better prepared than the competition, and uh, I just can't tell you how important it is, and that's why I wanted to come out here today and film some of this stuff because this not only could be you, this will be you in a few years. And you can have an enormous impact on our planet, our quality of life, and even on your own financial situation because of the basic skills of math, science, reading, writing, all of those things that you're working hard to learn yourself. So study hard, and I look forward to being back at uh, Cellus Tower next week to join you. So, uh, Dr. Monet, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Uh, say hi to everybody live for me. So, from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the Consumer Electronics Show, this is Dr. B signing off. I was hoping there were going to be more uh, slides that I keep going, but I guess not. And uh, is, that's how 
It is. You know, we always wanted to go just a little bit longer. And if you can really hear him, um, that you can have your ideas, but you have to put forth that effort. And those times that you become just a little bit discouraged because you're not making it or there's something going on, remember, if you look past that moment, that it is important and you can do it. Um, one of the things which I think is really interesting is a couple of years ago, about two, uh, Dr. B was actually there showing um, the Acellus robot and the Acellus system at CES. And um, he won Best of Show. And that is a big deal at CES. And the things that Dr. Billings, the things that he's doing is amazing. And they are amazing. And he puts forth that effort. And the fact that he gets here every Wednesday night and tells you how to do it from real life experience is invaluable. And without him being here and without this little moment, I would encourage you to take everything that he says and listen to it. Take it and use it as part of your life because it will make you successful. And this Acela system which he has enabled you to study on is an amazing system. And it will empower you to really do something. So get your ideas, start garnishing them, start thinking of what you're going to do, what you're going to make this world better because of what you have and um, start really putting in that effort. It's hard, it's challenging, it's worth it, there are discouragements, but there is a prize at the end. And if you really do it well, if you do it really well with that passion for making this world better, you can do it. So as he signed off from Las Vegas, I signed off from Kansas City. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week.